video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 247 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my dream hopping homeboy, Mr. Grizz. <laughs> What's up, dude? I feel like we're getting into the warmer weather now. No more snow report, right? Dude, That's it. We're done for the year. Fifth, I don't know about it. Don't, don't jinx me now. Don't jinx me. But I will say that it is, it's been beautiful. Today was, it was windy. It was like 40 mile per hour winds, but it was a hot wind. Coming from the south, baby. Damn. It was like demon wind, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like sixty degrees. Supposed to be seventies the rest of the week and sunny. So I'm liking oh. it so far, man. It's 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 okay. It's been a nice reprieve from what I've dealt with. So yeah, wait till it's eighty degrees. I'm and gonna hate like, it. I'm, gonna, I'm, de- I'm depressed. I'm gonna fucking I'm depressed hate it. Now. I hate the middle of summer. So me too. I hate it. It's depressing, but maybe this year you said you're coming down. Yeah, sometime this summer. So like, at least we got that to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. We always we got to we'll we'll have a good time. Um, VHS Fest up in the air this year because of the the uh, the placement of it. Yeah, I mean, um, I have a very important tattoo appointment on uh, the opening day on Friday that I'm not going to cancel. There's no fucking way. It takes me forever to get in with this guy, and I'm just. I'm not gonna cancel on them. So, I'm, and plus, I'm not. I'm not gonna go to a fucking VHS fest in a dirty, hot fucking field in the middle of a sunny oh day. Oh my god, man! With a I fresh tattoo, because this dude's gonna blast like half of my leg. So I'm like, there's. I'm not gonna fucking sit out in the oh sun god, with that shit. Gangrene yeah. with it. So count me that's out. Something this year. like. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing. Yeah, well, we had the uh, the booth last year. It was fucking nuts. I still may make an appearance. Um, uh, they're playing uh, at dawn. They sleep. So finally, some people will get to see that movie um, that like Dave, that chubby Dave Mustaine slash Jeff Hanneman vampire lookalike. Um, that should be a good That's time for anybody who is in attendance. I think, in my opinion, the rest of them, I was like, not, you know, it's OK. Having Frank the and brain, Hooker there meh. would be cool. You know, she's, yeah. But well, Doom Asylum, bro. That's she was in Doom Asylum. So you could bring your copy if you haven't get there it signed. Go. Get it signed on the tape itself, though. Like on the label. Yeah, don't don't get it signed uh, on the sleeve. Yeah. I'm not a signature or if you guy do get anyways, it, though, so I don't really care. Well, if you do get it signed, get it signed on the back. There you don't go. get it signed That's on the front. Idea. Yeah. You know, it would actually be pretty cool if you got it signed on the on the spine. You know, that's, that's, that's something cool because you've got two of them. You know, you can hide the one if you wanted to display it like a normal tape. You could fucking show the spine. I'm just not. I don't know. I, I've I've met my fair share of like people from different things and everything, and like I've never once been like, "Will you sign this for me?" I mean, I, I mean I'm no no offense to anyone that's into it. It's just not. I don't see the appeal of being like, "Yo, this dude fucking wrote on this fucking thing, dude. Look at it. There's his fucking handwriting." I'm like, okay, what the who the fuck do I care? I am guilty of having uh, wrestling signatures. I have a bunch on my wall here and shit. Um, I've never had a tape signed. I have a few that are signed, but I personally didn't have it done. I don't think I really cared to get a tape signed. Like, that's not really something like when I see somebody that has one and it's like, oh, it's signed. So you got to pay more. I'm like, "Ah, I'd rather not. To To me, that adds no value. Yeah, especially if it's signed to your dumb ass who's selling it. To Mark from fucking Steve fucking, you know, brutal or whatever fucking dumb shit you had him fucking right. There are a few exceptions. There are a few exceptions to me. Okay. I, I could name two off the top of my head. Lucio Fulci. Okay, yeah. And George Romero. Those two, I feel like, because also they're dead. So, like, it's not like something like the guy's fucking 40 years old and still, like, yeah, yeah, living yeah. in fucking Kansas City. It's, you know, historic people. And to just kind of know that they held that tape for a second is, like, pretty cool. So, like, I, I would, yeah, I mean, it would probably be dope to have something signed by Peter Jackson, you know? I'd be fucking stoked. Just, I mean, I guess. 
I, as happy as I'd be to own anything <laughs> that was like Dead Alive related. Yeah, the, the signature, I guess, would be cool. It's like, oh yeah, he wrote on that. Uh, for me, like, the collector in me, personally, I want something substantial from the movie itself. Or from that motherfucker's life. You know, I want gotcha. something. You'd rather have a piece of fucking like history. Yes. And not just the tape that's signed. You want a one of one. Yes, exactly. Because that dude's going to like that Patty Mullen or whatever. She's going to come there. Every person that coming there that weekend is going to get the same generic signature from from her on every fucking thing they bring. It. it, it oh, what is it? Is it special? No, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from it. I. If, if that's your fucking this shtick, is your personal this opinion. is my personal this is opinion. opinion right i have nothing i mean i have maybe a, a handful of things that have a signature on it by default i i talked to some directors who sent me some shit they wrote their fucking names on some stuff you know i, I think because they, they think out of courtesy that's something cool that people would like for me i was like fuck you wrote your name on my fucking cover but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't care about you yeah so but like for me like uh, you know it to have something from the set of Dead Alive or from like a, a personal collection from Peter Jackson, something that he had that he, you know, had in his collection that he let go of, something like that would be like, that's the level of like personal connection I'd want over a signature. Like a signature yeah. to me is literally just ink on paper or whatever. It, it's it's a, a, a generic you know, in, unless I had a deep connection with that, like, you know, person and they wrote me a, a legitimate, like, you know, sincere thought or, you know, note on something yeah. that's like personalized to me that I feel like, OK, this is me and this person connecting on another level than just like, hey, stay fucking trashy, you fuckhead. Love street trash guy. Yeah, you know, like, like, I like a convention yeah. signature or whatever. And, and, dude, especially the whole convention thing. I think that's where the the whole like thing becomes tarnished to me it soured you because it's now it's no longer like oh i had to run into this motherfucker i had to know a guy that knows a guy i had to fucking write to this person in hopes that they would it's no i went and i paid 15 dollars <laughs> to fucking wait in line and you know get their signature like every other fucking schmuck at the fucking horror con like it's it's just like it's become a novelty bro. dude bro when i was younger i I sent away for signatures. You'd used to try to, you would scrounge any way you could, uh, like an address of some sort, the back of a tape, this yep. or that. And you would send a letter and ask for an eight by 10, a signed eight by 10. And I did it to two people that for whatever reason, they actually did it and sent them back. One, Chris O'Donnell. There we go. Robin himself. The second one, John Claude Van Damme. Come on, dude. That's the best shit ever. That's so funny. And he sent one back signed. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My See, dad used to do that as a kid. Yes. And he had all the people from the 60s TV shows. Dude, full cast of the Munsters. That's awesome. All that shit, dude. And they're all like nice black and white 8x10s and like what's like slightly smaller than an 8x10? Like a. There's like ones that are. Any number that's. Less than eight and ten. Well, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's like a, he has like other ones that are like slightly smaller than an eight by ten, like bigger than a postcard, smaller than a sheet of paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, lobby card size. What is that? Yeah, 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 I yeah. Can't, I know what the size you're talking about, but yeah. See, but that's uh, to me like that in a way is way fucking cooler. There's a gamble involved with it. There's an unknown. There's like, and and honestly, you don't still know if like that was just. You know, Jean Claude's secretary <laughs> being like, "Oh, yeah, here's another like an family. Yeah, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. You know, when we, or if it was like him, you know, being like, "Oh, let me take the time to fucking send this back to this kid. Let me sign this form and stuff like that." But it's 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 that almost like unknown. That's like kind of fun to it, but it's also the the effort that was put into it. You are one of one in your head that you know of trying to do that, whereas you're not standing in a line of fucking sixty geeks paying somebody <laughs> your hard earned money. To fucking yeah, get a signature from somebody like you're you're now, yeah. and that's the thing that that's fucked. You're paying someone to take a picture with them and for them to sign something for you. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I, I get it. You gotta make money. You, I, I'm so irritated you, by it, dude. You want to hear some shit, man? So I go to comic conventions also, 
I know you're right? a nerd. It's fine. And and <laughs> that's true. That's true. I have my uh, my new drop keycap set here. The yes. uh, nice Lord of the Rings saw, fucking yeah, shit looks awesome. Uh, ask me about it. I will gladly talk to you about uh, the the language of Mordor. Oh, but um, you go to like a comic convention, right? And they have somebody like signing. You know, they got Jim Lee fucking signing at the at the Marvel booth or whatever. They'll you'll see a line of dudes with you ever see like a bag and board like a comic book with like the the board oh, on yeah. the back yeah. and everything. You'll see a line of dudes. They'll have a stack each. They all have a like a three quarter cutout of a square with like painters tape that they lift open and they just present all ten like ten of the same exact thing. Oh my god! Just for this dude to sign. And it's all, you know, they're they're obviously doing it to fucking sell. And I've seen fucking some awesome shit where the dude will be like, like, oh, okay, like, um, oh, I didn't get your name. What's your name? And the guy will be like, oh, my name's fucking Mark or whatever. And he'll fucking write to Mark. Mark. On all yeah, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, man. Ruin them all. I've seen <laughs> wrestlers do that a lot. Wrestlers will fuck with you. Um, there's a few dudes, though. Like, I met fucking Paul Heyman at a... Uh, WrestleMania like access and shit. It was awesome. I got to like, I obviously got something signed and stuff, but like I got to speak to him for like five fucking minutes with fucking Anthony. It's awesome. Crazy experience. Did you have to pay for that? Like, you pay for access. Like, okay. you pay for to the, get into that. You pay to get. It's like a convention. You pay like, almost, yeah. So. You pay to get in, yeah. and then everything else is free once you get in. So like, you just gotta wait on the line. So like, what's the whole deal with then? Like, you're paying to get into a convention, and then you have to separately now pay some asshole beast roll fucking washed up person that's only making money on the convention scene separately now to get a fucking personalized photo with them and shit like it, yeah it, you gotta pay extra for the photo it's crazy to me and like <laughs> dude i get it if uh if you're if you're getting butt hurt i'm sorry i'm not trying to like i'm not this isn't personal i'm i just i'm an asshole this is how i speak about everybody even my close friends so i consider yeah. you all my close yep. friends if you're listening to this show so you're a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> and I mean that lovingly. <laughs> um, but no, like, I just feel that uh, for me, it's like I, it, none of these people are to that level where I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's so and so. I have to, like, uh, document this amazing moment in my life with their <laughs> their their signature on something like, I mean, come on. These are as, as cool as we love these movies and shit like that, like. We're not meeting fucking Frank Sinatra here, all right? We're not like. It's, I was gonna say, what if, what if you met like Barack Obama? Would you be like, I need, the, I need you to sign this, dude? Like nobody's gonna believe me. I don't even know who it would be for me that would it be like who? <sighs> okay, like I was saying, maybe Peter Jackson. I'd be like, oh holy shit, you've done so many things that I absolutely love, and you're also like a. He doesn't do shit like that, you know. That's the thing. You're not gonna go see Peter Jackson at fucking horror con, you know. So yeah. it, it, it's it's not it's still special to me. It's not like easy access. And, and the thing that I think is cooler to me that I've had experience with is like I've been able to talk and actually have like now friendships with some of the directors of like some of my favorite fucking movies. And I think that's like I don't know. Like I would rather have that available to me than being like, oh, we have this you know friendship now hey sign a bunch of shit you know and send it to me and stuff like that, <laughs> that, that it's just sours that whereas like i would rather have a real one yeah, on one like a transaction exactly i don't want there to be i don't and that's why i don't want to pay some asshole fucking money for them to have a conversation with me like if you're gonna have a conversation with me that's fucking awesome appreciate me as a fan like that's cool i get you people have tons of fucking fans but like I, I don't know. Like to me, I don't want to pay someone for their time. I don't want to pay somebody for them to like give me a generic signature on something. Gotcha. Not shitting gotcha. anybody. But like you were saying, dude, you you got a bunch of wrestling signatures and shit, and you're you're a fucking huge wrestling mark. Like it. it True. It it fucking yeah. I I totally I get why you would have that. But because not just because like you like wrestling, but you're a collector of all of like different things of wrestling. You have. A lot of ring you stuff. You have a lot of like old promo shit that like other people just don't have. And a lot of that stuff came with signatures on it and stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it does have that little bit of thing. And dude, speaking of wrestling, did you see the news about uh, up in up in Canada? What, what's no. potentially happening? The return no. 
of Stampede Wrestling. <gasps> what? Yes. Really? Yes. News has what broke, dude. Fuck. That Bret Hart and his children are relaunching Stampede Wrestling. How? I thought they like were bought out. I thought like see, I don't uh, see. Okay, don't. This is just the, the opening details that I've got. I don't know if it's going to be officially Stampede Wrestling or if it's going to be Stampede something like some way to skirt like the actual trademark or whatever like that. But like uh-huh. a new wrestling promotion in Calgary being That's started so up funny. by the Hearts and dude like Bret Hart like went on a diatribe talking so much shit. About current WWE and AEW and the the friendly gymnastic ballet fucking performances Ugh. that everybody does now, especially in AEW. I mean, dude, it's it's so fucking sad to me when like nothing gets AEW, but like when they're fucking they're coming into their show from the Big Bang Theory and they continually <laughs> lose fucking watchers. The Big Bang Theory reruns get more fucking views than AEW does and it just declines in viewers throughout the whole fucking show and it, it, it's the same in WWE they just still have they have like multi-millions of viewers in comparison to like a hundred thousand viewers and and fucking AEW but it's like that's the state of things I totally understand especially somebody like Bret Hart being like where the fuck's a headlock like what the fuck is going on right yeah, now well- <clears throat> See, like, with that sort of stuff, we will get into this week's movie very shortly uh, after this. We <laughs> <I> promise. <laughs> like, to me, somebody like like Stampede Wrestling, like being start, like for us, that's going to be a niche product. Oh, um, I'm sure. They're, they're never going to compete with anybody because they don't have the money that these people are, are being backed by. You know, Ring of Honor being owned by Tony Khan and all that stuff. Like, there's billions of dollars behind this. WWE now with Endeavor. With NXT Huge. billions of dollars behind this. Like, look at what happened to the NWA with like Billy Corgan. Like, yeah, he fucking he kind of fucked it up himself. But oh, like yeah. they didn't stand a chance. Even impact. And I and gave stuff, it a shot. Know, like, yeah, like it like impact. Yeah, like impact's not bad. It's just they don't have the money behind them to like bring it to that next level. You have to be on some other channel. You're not on a, a regular basic cable channel or an easy access, whatever. Well, I mean, if Tony you know, didn't have his father, he wouldn't have the access either. I mean, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, there would be no AEW without his father. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, but that's, it's being bankrolled by billions of dollars where like you can't, you, you can't, can't compete. compete with that. No, that you're just, you're just another, you know, uh, I mean, PWG does good out there, but like, they're not in it to be like a contender. They're an indie fucking promotion that puts on awesome stuff. Um, will Stampede be able to um get people to watch probably but you like know, you said, first, it, at least it'll like, be a niche thing i will watch it just because i i like purist wrestling at heart you know like that's what i grew up on and that's kind of like what i want to see i mean i typically watch 80s wrestling whenever i am watching wrestlings now it's, it's all old shit so like yeah and i get some of it is the slower it, it can be if for someone who's accustomed to new wrestling it's probably boring as fuck i and i get it Whereas I'm watching new stuff and I'm like, none of this makes sense. None of this. Yeah. Well, it's like any dude, it's like any other sport. And like people don't want to fucking, you know, kind of like it, it's a sport. It, it may be predetermined or anything, but it's an athletic um, competition that's predetermined. But oh, like, look betting. at basketball, man. Can, oh, oh, that's fucked imagine? up that there's betting on it. That's that's going to be a problem down the line. Somebody's going to sue somebody down oh. the line for that shit. But like look at basketball like there weren't people doing all these dunks and shit back in the day but as time progressed the guys got more athletic they were able to do more stuff and look you know if look at baseball players from the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s to the 2020s look at football players from then to now the 90s the dudes was now, the heyday the steroids in the 90s that's when baseball was kicking dude, ass. <laughs> <laughs> but like even football players like even those dudes that were like juiced up and everything in the 80s and the 90s the guys nowadays would truck them because they're so much bigger yeah. they're so much more athletic because of just modern everything and with wrestling it's the same progression if if these guys look at like the rock and, and wrestling <laughs> dude look at well look at like look at like the rock and roll express all people like that like they were doing shit like they were doing like flippy stuff well, back yeah, then they were considered also at the time to be pushing the envelope of what wrestling was exactly and i understand well, exactly that. i understand that but 
I guess would they be to... doing that now? Probably. But they would probably be I think... like an FTR, you know? I, okay, that's a great example. I appreciate FTR so much because they still respect what wrestling is. At the heart it's of it's a good mix. Right. They understand that there's a modern wrestling, but they also understand that there's a respect level of what the tradition of wrestling is that is completely lost on people like the like fucking Kenny Omega and the fucking dude who puts his hands in his pockets and shit. I don't understand that. <laughs> it's fucking retarded. I don't fucking get it. It's 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 a slap in the face. You have people wrestling pizza makers and fucking people that aren't even in the ring. Like this is it's it's not sensical and it's a slap in the face to wrestling to the people that came before you. It's it's yeah. I'm a I'm a, a fucking traditionalist when it comes to metal. When it comes to all these things, it's like you have to pay homage. You have to show respect for for some of the things that came before you in order to do what you're doing now and do it justice. And they're not yeah, in my opinion, I gotcha. So. Hey man, I watched Deathmatch Wrestling, but I can say it was going on in Puerto Rico at the time all the '80s <laughs> shit was going down. So technically, it was still going on. Right, my rant's over. But Chris, I'm, I'm, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> they know the, our 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 fans know we're a fan of everything. I watch AEW weekly. I watch uh, Dynamite. I watch Rampage. I watch Raw. I watch SmackDown. I'm a fan of everything. I just tr you know, yeah, I try to, to have the option. To have the option is great. That you could focus on one. You don't have to hate on the other, but you know what? Everybody's allowed to have a fucking opinion. I hate on both. It's wrestling. It's always, it's been <laughs> like that forever. Yeah. WCW, uh, WWF in the territory days, all that shit. It was all going on at that time and it's still going to go on now. I but lost you know what? friends when it comes down to it, shit, dude. <laughs> when it comes down to it though, everybody still thinks you're a fucking moron because you watch wrestling. Oh yeah. So that's really and what they we are all correct. have in common. I am a fucking moron. They are correct. But Grizz, this week we watched a very special movie. Um, probably one of the best looking 16 millimeter movies I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I'm not saying the story made any sense. It had nothing to do with that. Just it actually visually looks great. Fit, visually looks fucking great. And that is Beyond Dreams Door from 1989. A movie by Jay Walfell. Walfell! I, I, I wanted to say <laughs> I wanted to say waffle but yeah, you know. Right now. Um, he actually composed the music for a segment on High Eight, which I thought was pretty cool, right? Oh, like yeah. that's something that you don't really. Uh, well, let's he's see, also a composer for Hell's Highway. Uh, he also he's a director composer of for things, that too. Uh, 1993 <laughs> things, not the Canadian things, but the anthology things, the uh, shot on video movie. He did one of the segments in that. And he can, yeah, he's got the, the composer credit for that too. Human Prey composer. Damn, man, this guy got around, bro. Um, this is a fucking crazy movie for like such a low budget shot on 16 millimeter. What the fuck? Oh, well, that's for sure. That, uh, this is the first time I've watched this movie. I, I've never seen this before. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I heard it was good. And I'm going to say I wasn't disappointed. That's for sure. I may not have understood what the fuck was going on for half of it but damn i i did not think you would have enjoyed this movie i don't know really actually, i don't know why i'm saying that you fucking like everything so i mean well, okay. <laughs> I, I guess you would like this movie <laughs> well like i um i i really liked well not really like but like i yeah i did actually i like don't panic and that's what this reminded me of like the way it was shot, like how it looked and everything, it it reminded me of Don't Panic mixed with like A Nightmare in Elm Street and um, some random like shitty 80s monster I, creature feature shit. So like this whole, this whole thing is is based on dreams. It's a it's a dream-based movie that is is weaving in and out of realities of of dreamlands and it's you know that's the whole idea of what this movie is going to give to you. To be honest with you, man, I fucking hate the comparison to Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, you don't like that? I fucking hate it, dude, because Nightmare on Elm Street is also a dream based, you know, fucking movie, but it establishes rules of the game right up front. It, it, it allows you an understanding as the viewer 
to weave in and out of the dreamland and still have a comprehensive reality of the movie that's in front of you. Like, it, it, you understand the things that are going on to a way that you could piece the fucking movie together in a cohesive way. This weaves in and out so badly that it 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 loses my attention. It I I become like disoriented in the fucking story to the point where I it, it's so bad in that sense that I'm just like man I don't even want to fucking watch this because wow it's it's so much to keep track of it's a goddamn chore and if you're stone dude I, I, this is a lot to fucking do this is homework. To fucking watch this movie. <laughs> See, I mean, you're at a disadvantage. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is Phantasm, and it's the same type of deal where you have no fucking clue why or what certain things are happening. And it's not on purpose. It's because of the way things were cut and things were omitted and but this, this and is that. On where purpose. Like, <laughs> this movie well, is on purpose. <laughs> well, you know what, man? It's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to fucking defend it because it really, a lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of it, like things just, people just go away and it, it doesn't really explain things. And um, you actually, the movie doesn't really explain the resolution either. So I, I, I no, the, dude, don't even, get, we'll get there because it's the fucking yeah, stupidest yeah, yeah, yeah. shit ever. But, so like when I hear you say that oh I I enjoy this movie I like this movie I'm taking that as oh I really enjoy the few highlights of ultra gore that this presents to me I really enjoy this uh, guy in a monster outfit monster this very deadly spawn you know esque type monster that we get in this movie those are the things that I imagine that like keeps you on the side of I enjoy this movie because I feel like without those things in here, you would really have to get on the side of being like, this is trash. <laughs> I honestly, honestly just enjoyed how it just progressed through the movie. I enjoyed the settings, how like the things looked like, you know, the, the lighting that they used and everything to me, like that's what kept my attention. And like, I realized probably about a quarter, I had to watch this, um, two or th probably about two and a half times, um, to really finally like understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> um, and like after probably about like a quarter of the way through the first time I watched it, I restarted it. Oh really? I was like, like, I gotta, I gotta fucking I was reset. Like I gotta do this again. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, like after my second full watch, I I really feel like I kind of have a handle on everything, and like I could answer questions about this movie at this point. Yeah. Like maybe I can help explain things a little bit okay. if there is an explanation. <laughs> if there is such there, a thing, because there might not be. This movie was um, it ran short. So when they went for distribution, they ended up adding like a short film, which is just like some random dream sequence. And then they added like random nudity, which you get like pretty much off the bat in the movie, like yeah. right away. Which I was like, oh, cool. Um, We're going to have a great time. And then I was yeah. mistaken. <laughs> so, so really like you're probably looking at about an hour of original footage meant to be shot for the movie. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Would you say probably about an hour? And they had like extremely big ambitions with it. And I think they spread themselves a little bit too thin with the budget that they had to work with and, you know, the resources. Because this was basically done by um, a guy and graduate students yeah, and shit. Ohio and, State. Uh, not even... Not even graduate students, just regular fucking students. They were students. They did this uh, for credit. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, they did a fucking awesome job. Oh, I would go yeah. to Ohio State for film if fucking this is what you're going to be able to pump out visually, at least. Um, but I I kind of just enjoy that weird 80s setup in these movies where, like, there's, there's a lot of stupid dialogue, but they're always moving. They're always going somewhere. It's not like they sit in a room and just talk back and forth yeah, for yeah. long periods of time. It's like they'll have a small conversation here, and then they're like out in the car, and then they go, and then they go somewhere else. 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of like looking back yeah, and forth the, for certain pieces. The pacing isn't the issue for me in the movie because it is it is paced rather well. Obviously, like you just said, there's about an hour of actual footage, so it does move along. It does keep me. That that's the saving grace, if anything, for me in this movie is that like it's not a fucking hour and forty minutes of of, of dragging into this world because I gotta say I when I do it. when I first put it on, I like looked at like how long it was. Yeah. And it's it says like a like an hour thirty one or something. I was just like, oh, yeah, here we go. We're into it. <laughs> I'm too used to like sixty eight minutes, maybe maybe like uh, seventy two around there. That's like a nice spot, but especially for low budget <sighs> movies, man, you really got to dial it back. You gotta you gotta make it watchable. Dude, that's you know that's every fucking cemetery cinema release. Oh. You put it in, it's two hours long. And like you gotta no. fucking watch. Uh, Apocalypse now. <laughs> it's like you could have cut this are. down to 45 fucking yeah, minutes. Real good, too. Um, do, you, do you want me to try to give the synopsis, Please. like a, a brief synopsis of this movie? Please. Uh, we, so our main character is Ben, and he's having these um, increasingly worsening nightmares where this monster, this woman, and this child are all kind of fucking with him. And it's all because of his childhood and this fucking like odd book that uh kind of just appears like the book of avon and uh the beyond but uh it's it's a story of this dude basically fucking everybody else's life up just because they're meeting him right because you have uh like the one graduate student at the college who's julie right and then you have her boyfriend who's eric who's also like a ta type graduate student and they get involved with this motherfucker and they both end up dying you have the Professor Knox guy, he's the psychologist. Wasted. He gets wasted too, but he's also fucked up by it, you know, beforehand, which I think is kind of cool that there's like a connecting theme in the dreams where everybody has the same like visions. This guy has like a fucking imaginary little brother that keeps like fucking with him. So they're on the surface, there's a great movie here, right? I think everything that you just laid out, it. It, it, it lends itself to being a really fucking good movie, right? Unfortunately, in my opinion, the execution of it is so messy and could have been streamlined. And it, it, it is so uh, just like haphazardly told that it, it doesn't do the viewer any fuck. Like, I literally felt like I was having panic attacks watching this because I'm like, did I fucking miss something? Like, I, there's, there had to be, and I'm rewinding, and I'm like, no, I was just watching this, and now I'm watching this. Like, what the, what the fuck is so, possibly happening? I'm going to say one thing that um, wasn't very helpful in this movie, and you you may actually um, agree with this, but uh, who's the, the, the dude that's, um, is that D.F. White? The, uh, the guy that, like, or Ben Cobbs, the guy that like they see that kind of, that was the dude that they were after before our main character Ben. Oh, Ben Ben Dobbs is is the uh, main character. Rick, Eric Professor Knox, DFI, whatever. But like the Who's guy, that guy that was he was the he was the guy that they took before Ben. That he was the last person seeing all these dreams and shit. Because I know there's a whole spot where the fucking bitch is like. You're not the fucking first. You're not the last. You're just next. And like, you know, like, I, yeah. I like that. That's that's a great element. That scene is fucking awesome. So, Use that, but, but <laughs> build on it. But here's my problem. Here's my problem that I think you had too. Maybe. The guy that they keep seeing that was killed previously looks like Eric and looks like Ben. All three of them look similar. Dude, they have so the same confusing. haircut. They have this they all have the same haircut, same color hair. They all look the same and I feel like that may fuck you up a little bit cuz a, a couple times I had to like have a double take like wait a second, who the fuck was that? I thought he was like, like, which guy was that? At times I thought like he was talking to like a dead version of himself from like oh, he's dead already. Like now he's talking to his corpse in the dreamland yeah, and shit cuz they look like fucking twins. I'm like this is so confusing. It, that whole thing like and there, but dude like I was just saying there's things that I do like I like the idea of having this like little brother that never existed that like haunts your dreams that's like playing tag with you 
that like leads you into this fucking demon's lair. That's a great fucking concept that like just is so watered down by everything else. Like it's like five pounds of shit in a 10 pound bag. Just put the five pounds of shit in a five pound bag and we'll have a great fucking movie. <laughs> I like that. I thought you were going to fuck up that saying and I was going to have to correct you, but that was good. That was good. But um, I, I think like the thing with the little, the little brother is cool. I think um, our buddy Eric constantly seeing his dead girlfriend is fucking cool. Right. We're like, she's the one that's kind of haunting him. Uh, I, I really think that they do a good job with all that. And if you go into this thinking, okay, like it may not make sense because you, it's starting to blur the lines between what's real and what isn't. Because in the movie, at one point, the guy, Eric says, it's daylight, it's daylight. Like it's over, it's over. Like he starts saying like, I got, no, I could see that. Like it's during the day. I'm not sleeping. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent awake. And if you kind of look at it like that, which is how I kind of took a lot of the nonsensical shit was like, I just chalked it up to like, you don't know what's real and what's fake. Cause they kind of do like a double inception with you in the beginning a too. Lot. Throughout the movie, they do it quite a bit where they, they pull you into a dream. That's actually a dream and, or out of a dream that you were into another dream. It's. Or it's a dream that he's like typing out in a story. Yeah, like, they're showing you know, it. like it's. It's it's kind of confusing at some points, but I feel like it kind of adds to it if you look at it in that sort of way where it makes it almost like one of those, you know, what's real, what isn't real. You know, did this really even happen? I mean, I guess if you're <laughs> if your intention is to, like, have the viewer, you know, have this sense of of confusion to add to the experience, I... I think it's the wrong thing to do, man, because <laughs> like it it just takes away from the viewing experience, in my opinion, because I'm not thinking about, you know, the actual film or the story being told. I'm thinking about how fucking confusing the story is and how confusing like this in and out and like this. And, and it's I think it's because obviously budgetary restraints, it, it, it limits their ability to tell the story like they're trying to. I feel like it's a much grander idea than they're able to really put into film. So what we get is this kind of confusing version of that. Like it's, it's a bunch of film students trying to portray something that somebody with a really good idea had. And it's, they did a great job. Like it looks great. Like you said, this is the best 16 millimeter, uh, 16 millimeter film that we've probably seen. It looks amazing, but Darkness, darkness is the best. Is, well, that's the best, yeah, of all time. But looking wise, this one's pretty good. <laughs> oh, 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 like quality of yeah, the quality actual of visual. the actual film. Yes. Yeah, this is the like this is not the best sixteen millimeter film by a long shot. Um, but I think it's just because of like the restraint that they had. It just it's kind of fucking confusing, and I'm not trying to say this is like a it's all bad because there is a lot of good in this movie. There's a lot of cool fucking scenes. It's just. If you're going into this thinking that it's 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 one thing like I kind of thought this was my first time watch also, I thought this was gonna be like kind of like a cool monster fucking movie based on the like the the screenshots that I saw and stuff and it is kind of that but it really isn't that this is like very meta and like it's it's I don't want to say like it's a smart horror film because it's not. It's it's not that smart. It's just like <laughs> you have to really think about it, I guess, when you watch it. Um, you know what's kind of funny that I I wanted to bring up, um, because obviously the TV movie didn't come out by the time you know it was after this. The fucks up with the red balloon and the sewers, bro. Very it, Stephen, right? Stephen King's it came out in 1986, I think, like the book. So I wonder if they if they did that shit on purpose. Like I wonder if they were fans it and they were like, yeah, like, it, it can't be an oversight. I mean, maybe, but like it's it felt very on the nose. I wanted to bring that up too. I wanted to be like, did I, Stephen what, King see this because he's probably pissed. <laughs> and the one balloon like pops into blood. Yes, dude. The whole thing I was, was like, like, I was in the music that he fucking produces over that scene is so clownish, dude. You go back and watch the red balloon scenes, 
it's almost like fucking circus music that's playing over top of it. And I'm like, is is the fucking Pennywise about to jump out? Is like he a part of this fucking? So funny. It'd been awesome hey, if man. he did. Honestly, it'd have been a cool fucking feature. It worked for the movie. If I didn't, I mean, at that time, people were probably like, hey. You know, I saw this movie Beyond Dream's Door, and they had like a red balloon in it, like because <laughs> obviously nobody nobody was reading back then. They were all too busy uh, going to see uh, I don't know King Diamond, yeah, right? Well, I wish. Maybe, uh... That's what I've been doing. <laughs> so let's talk about the gore in this movie, and we we haven't touched on it. I will. You you mentioned it, but there's some pretty crazy shit in here, man. Uh, the one um, professor. Gets his face basically like ripped off and then his head like crushed and mushed. It looks absolutely disgusting. So this is the aspect of this movie that I think could have been really, uh, you know, a shining moment of this film. It's the idea that like the dreamer in this case, Ben, that his dreams will pull other people that he meets and who he, who he basically goes to for help. Anybody he, who, 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 he helps her love. Yeah, yeah, interacts with. He interacts with. Um, basically, will get sucked into his dreams and then murdered in such a way that they are no longer around in like the normal world. Like they're just like wiped off the fucking existence. But only <sighs> they can see the dead body. Like only Ben can see the dead bodies in the fucking dream world. I think. That idea is a little bit, uh, it's a good idea, weird. but it gets too weird with how much they add to it. I like it as the people that he's going to get sucked into his dreams and are then brutally fucking murdered, you know? So anyone he goes to for help is then, you know, fucking cannon fodder for fucking death. That's a great concept in it itself. The whole, like, now it, you're building on that and you're building on that. It just becomes too much. And that's where they lose me in that concept. What was your favorite of the the deaths? Because there were a few cool, like cool, gruesome scenes in this movie. Yeah, like the the, uh, the beheadings are fucking awesome. I and they they happen quite often, which I think is is a, is a highlighting feature of this film. Um, the the chick there, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, Julie. Her fucking her death is great. I like when she dies, and I like when she comes back to like, you know, haunt her boyfriend Eric and stuff like that. Yeah, that's. See, and those are those are like aspects of it that I really like. Like, I like the janitor character. This, with the hooks with for the, hands? Yeah, and, and he like asks for the handshake, and he's like sitting there shaking with his fucking nubs. I think, <laughs> and I like, see, those are things that I think are cool. Have dream elements that are, you know, obviously dream elements like that. Don't, don't make me like fucking try to guess and figure out if what's going on yeah what's going on now i'm like oh am i now in another fucking dream that's not going to be explained am i am i inside two dreams that's not going to fucking be explained there's just the hey, lack man. of explanation because they're dreams i think makes this whole thing very loose and that there's no rules there's no boundaries set up yeah they could have definitely tightened it up i don't know how like maybe cut one of the characters oh it's it's, I don't, it's I don't even... definitely i think scattered with you know a lot of, like 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 that like you like we just talked about having two characters interact that are fucking identical and not giving really too much of an explanation onto who they who they are in relation to one another you have to kind of figure it out your fucking self based on dialogue like that's it's it's a real shitty way to go about casting your movie spoiler alert right now uh nobody lives what do you think about that? I kind of, I kind of like that downer ending. So now, does Ben die? Ben's dead, bro. Yeah, because like it just kind of ends dead. with him like going into the fucking door. He's gone, man. The That's the foreshadowing. That's the foreshadowing in the beginning. This is how I took it, right? The phone's ringing for him to like, like pick up and all that stuff. Remember, and she's like, it's for you, Ben. Yeah. It's for you. And he opens that door and he sees the hands like grabbing for him. And then at the end, they, he goes and locks himself in that place with the monster and the phone is left off the hook. So he like basically took himself out of the game with this dream demon. Like he took it with him. That's what I got from that. See, that's... <laughs> 
I appreciate your level of thought and the way that you watch movies, Mike. I feel like you, you and probably a lot of other people watch movies with <laughs> such intent that I don't, you know? So like, I'm trying to make sense of it. So I look really hard that, and sometimes you find connections. So for me to like pull that from the beginning and try to make sense of the ending would have never crossed my mind. And I, and it does like what you're saying to me does it, it, it comes together. I, I understand it, but it's a fucking, it, you really got to put some straws together to like, to come to that conclusion. You know, it's not like, I, I guess you got to pay attention. Yeah. I guess I just don't care for movies where I have to fucking do all this work to enjoy it. You know, I, call me stupid, I guess. I don't know. But like, I, I want it to be an enjoyable experience. I don't want to be fucking confused. And it's tough because I do enjoy a lot of things about this movie, but the elements that are so confusing and just like the the scatteredness of it just takes me away from the things that I do enjoy. I love the monster. The monster in the suit looks fucking great. I love when they do the close up of his eyes and they're fucking like big and cartoonish and yellow. Yeah, yeah. It's corny as Fluffy's eyes from Creepshow. Yes, dude, and it looks it's corny as fuck. I fucking love that though. Like that's what I want in this movie. I would rather it be this, like, just dream demon just fucking people up as this dude's trying to escape and he keeps getting people pulled into his dream. And, like, just all the different layers of, like, help and stuff like that that everyone tries to, like, interject with and it just makes the story more complicated. It's just too much, man. Although, Professor Knox, I think that's a great character. I love his whole thing where he, like, comes in pretending to be a student and pretends like he's going to shoot himself in the fucking face. With a real gun. Yeah, just to see what Eric is going to do. And I think, I was like, dude, holy shit, this is a cool fucking scene in a movie. This is kind of original. This is fun. This is like keeping me on edge. But it just, it, it loses, it loses steam over and over again. I get, I get really into it and I'm taken out of it. I get really into it and I'm taken out of it. Dude, when you come down, we're going to watch it together. We're gonna watch this together. You're gonna explain it to me. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, yeah. You're we're gonna roll this together, man. Movie? That's what we're gonna do. You know what? When you come down, every movie that we've ever watched, we're like, I just don't fucking get it. We're gonna just watch right, it well, again. I'm gonna eat mushrooms, so you're gonna have to really do yeah, some whatever. <laughs> whatever. Maybe maybe that'll help me figure out the other ones. Yeah, we'll really put some <laughs> things together after that fucking powwow. So, Chris, uh, why don't you give your final thoughts on Beyond Dreams Door? Oh man, I. <sighs> You know, I like I like the Ben Dobbs, the person this this Nick Balderass. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> I like that guy. I thought he was like a good character. Um, he kind of has like a chachi thing going on, or like a fucking uh, who's the boss kind of vibe, um, like an '80s sitcom, like yeah, Big Brother. Yeah, totally. He's, he's smooth. Uh, but yeah, he was also in They Bite from fucking '96. I fucking recognized his ass from that movie. Um, but I. <laughs> I think overall it it has elements of being really fun. It has scenes that I'm really into the the makeup and the special effects and the gore outstanding. The the creature outstanding. Storytelling, I got to give it like a fucking D D plus maybe. It just it it really doesn't do it for me on that level. I, I had to maybe just cuz I wasn't in like the right mindset this week to to watch a movie like this. We've been doing a lot of fun things, a lot of like things that are really my speed. You know, and this was a one eighty. I, I just, I just think I, I am so. This is gonna sound like I'm fucking. I don't even know, but I feel like I watch so many of these types of movies that like I'm kind of used to it now. Tuned in. We're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like where I'm able to, I'm able to like decipher it. And plus, I've always said like if I can just kind of get the idea of what's going on, I can appreciate the movie. Yeah. Like, I get what you're trying to do. And, and I can I make do, up the rest in my brain. You know, here. I do understand what they're doing, and I appreciate what their, their attempt is. Yeah, I mean, my take on this is, like, it's almost phantasm-like, where you, you don't know what's real, what isn't, who's real, who isn't. They don't ever explain it by choice or just by... Uh, incompetence or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to say it is. I don't know. 
what do they always say? Um, uh, think, think incompetence first. Like, don't think malice. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, like don't always think something's on purpose because it's it's probably not. not. <laughs> um, I think this movie would be fun as hell with a group of people. Like, you have a few drinks or do whatever fucking you're doing. I think you would have a great time watching this if you pay attention. It's going to be one of those things where you got to actually watch it. That's, That's the problem kind of, too. It's like you get a group of guys together having a few drinks. It's gonna get a little rowdy. You're not gonna be. This is too. Well, this is too much of a of a of a real cerebral. You gotta fucking watch, guys. No, to you, like really you fucking. You got your anchors, bro. <laughs> Whenever you got a group like that, you got your anchors. You got your two guys that are fucking intently watching it, where everybody could be like, "All right, so what happened? So I, explain that to I me." I am not an anchor. I'm letting you know that right now. That's me, dude. I'm a fucking me, sail, and I am fucking blowing be. in the wind, baby. So. <laughs> It's okay, man. I got you. We're a pair. We're a All package right. deal. Good deal. Ain't I no hawk with it without animal, that's bro. Right, man. That's it. <laughs> so that's uh, Beyond Dreams Door from 1989. It's available on Tubi. It's available on Shutter. I feel like the Shutter version looked a little bit better to me. I watched. Uh, I've watched both versions because oh, really? I. I was like, I was like, oh, it's on Tubi. Yeah, let me just put it on there. And I put it on. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's fucking commercials. I'm like, oh, shit, it's on Shutter. That means there's no commercials. So the next time I watched nice. it, I did it on there. And I, I just, I don't know, maybe maybe I was, I don't know why. It, to me, it looked a little bit better. But I don't know. Whatever you got, it's out there. I it's got for the free. Blu-ray. So. I got the Homegrown Horrors Volume 1 set. And that came in that with like Winter Beast and stuff. And this is no Winter Beast, I'll tell you that. I wish it was. <laughs> so, Grizz, it's time to head over to the wide world of metal and i'm really excited about this week's album that i picked because i feel like uh i mean some people may know this but i feel like this is going to be one that most people don't and i i'm fairly certain they're a one and done band they put this album out and that was it they're over from you know they're from europe it's a fucking early 90s finland finished death metal scene dude the infamous yeah this this is uh a band called depravity and it's not going to be any of the albums that are more recent. This is from 1993, and this album is called Silence of the Centuries. It's actually an EP. And to me, this is almost like an old school death metal versus versus mixed with black metal, like a blackened death from early 90s. And it's cool. <laughs> like, it's super cool. It's, it's you know, it's five songs. It's a, it's a, it's a nice, easy listen. It's easy listening, if you will. Um, but, man, I listened to the original release of it first. And then I found a, uh, a re-release that was remastered in 4K. <gasps> really? And, bro, night and fucking day difference. Because when I listened to the original, I'm like, this is so fucking good. Um, I just, I wish the production was better. It sounds like an EP from 1993. Right. And it, it has such great elements. And I was like, man, I really wish this production was dialed in. I want to hear those drums a little thicker. I want those guitars to be way thicker. They were very, very thin in the original. Um, the, 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 the re-release, whatever they did, the remaster sounds fucking awesome. Really highlights what we're talking about here. And, you know, when I first listened to it, I, I wanted to be like, yeah, this is like, blackened death metal but i i i don't want to go that far and to say that because it's it's kind of not you know it's it's fucking awesome death metal with just really evil intent you know <laughs> like it because it's not like it's not like when, when we say like blackened death metal i kind of think of like you know having still more of that black metal elements to it of like vocally and stuff like that and this is not that. This is straight Cookie Monster fucking death metal vocals, but musically it's sinister. It's got like this, <laughs> this evilness to it, right? Though, yeah, like you know what I'm yeah, saying? No, no, I I agree. I agree. It's got like this feeling to it, especially it's since it's like a one and done. <laughs> yeah, especially since it's a one and done. Like fucking the first track is awesome, but the second the second track you sent me a text. You're like, yo, Sleepy Ocean. <laughs> like, that's the name of the song. This song is fucking awesome. It's one of the parts sounds like it's something out of fucking Zombies Ate My Neighbors. 
but like there's a sick fucking solo in it like the guitar players shred in this band yeah. and you wouldn't realize it half the time but like they can fucking really shred the whole album is evil as fuck like did these guys just appear and then like got like sucked back down to oh, fucking oh. uh Beyond Dreams Door, where, like what, what the something fuck? happened, dude. But like it, when I when I say finish death metal, you know, you probably have like an idea of like, oh, Children of Bodom and all that shit. That's not this at all. Like it's hard for no. me to even put these guys into like that finish death metal like category because these guys are like fucking great, just almost like U.S. ish death metal for the time. Like I hear that influence more so than like the finish death metal scene in this. Although, like, this, like I said, is inherently more evil sounding. Like, all, like, you know, the stuff from, from you know, the U.S. at this time period, is it's just straight fucking brutal, you know? Like, you have some bands that, like, touch into, like, evil sounding things, but it's not like, it's not like this. This has this, like, element of just, like, uh, like the chord progressions and, like, the, the trem picking that is just, like, what you would eventually become really good yeah. black metal but like it, it's not black metal at all it's hard to explain well, dude over here you already have bands like fucking obituary you have bands um like fucking uh like uh, now i'm fucking like suffocation like they're already playing this like brutal death metal you have mortician already mortician's a band already but None of them sound like they're legit doing evil shit on the side. Yeah. And like, you're going to believe it. Like something else is going on. This album, just like you said, it puts off like a vibe where I would love to see. I didn't try to find anything and I have a feeling that you're not gonna. I would love to see a live video. I want to see what the fuck they were like live. Like, what was the presentation? Like, I didn't even see a picture of them. Did you find a picture of them? Yeah, dude. It's like a five piece. And, like, they're all, like, just classic, like, Finnish-looking dudes. Long fucking blonde hair, fucking long face motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> true Norwegian-looking motherfucker. But I guess they, there's got to be video because they, they reunited for a show, uh, Death Metal Maniacs Festival in 2015. They did a one-off concert and played this album in its entirety. So there, there's got to be footage of that. And I'm like, oh my god, look at this band. It looks like five of the same guys. That's what I said. That's exactly <laughs> it, dude. They're I fucking identical. They're all dressed the same. Oh, this band is legit. This is it. So when <laughs> after listening to the whole thing, you know, Sleepy Ocean's a great song. My my favorite song on the entire album is Phantasmagoria. I think that fucking song rules, dude. That song to me has like the most evil sounding riffs. Just like real fucking like Castlevania fucking metal, dude. Like it's it's just it's cool as fuck, man. I can't get enough of this album to be honest with you. I'm so glad that you found this and well that I sent it to you yeah. to listen and that you found it good. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm happy that you liked it because everybody like I showed this to EK at Laser Graves. He listened to it like fucking five times in a row. He kept listening to it over and over. And uh this there's no vinyl originally i think it was only a cd oh, I'm sure. which is fucking really funny because at that time like i would have thought set. <laughs> yeah me too i was looking but no it was only a cd um it's it's just such like a unique sounding album and all the songs are fucking solid and it's awesome that there's nothing else yeah. at least i don't think there's another album I don't know if they ever put out a full length. It doesn't look like no, it, right? it was pretty much a lot of demos. They have three demos, two EPs, and then there is the 2011 Silence of Centuries compilation, which is where the remaster and everything was uh, was put out. Um, but there was like a Phasmagoria demo as a Remasquarade EP that was put out in 92 the year before this. So it, it's pretty much 92, 93, and then it was done. It's like a pretty much a two-year band, man, and it, two years Damn. of fucking brutality. You know what? This reminded yeah, me a lot of the. There's a Buffalo band um, in the early '90s that got a little bit of notoriety as well, but there was like a one and done, and it had like a real fucking evil sound to it. And there was a band called Baphomet. And if you're a fucking death metal head, like definitely look into fucking Baphomet. That shit's old school. Dying Fetus did a cover of their song "Streaks of Blood" that is just like the coolest fucking death like to me streaks of blood 
is the quintessential death metal song, especially Dying Fetus's version of it. They they fucking oh, dude, when you're done, listen to that fucking song. I, I promise you, so you'll is, fucking love it. So, the Buffalo Band is that the Dead Shall Inherit? Is that yeah, the album? The album cover looks like kind of similar to like this similar fuck, deal. Yeah. yeah. So you. the newer like the newer ones like trust. No answers. Latest Jesus. That's not that's that. So it's so similar to this. Same thing. Same time yeah. period. I think 92, 93 was the release of that this album. This was 1992. So it, they, they put this one album out that's fucking awesome. Production's not the best on it, but the elements are fucking there. You want to you want to do this? You want to do Baphomet, this album next week? Yeah, absolutely. Let's cover that one. Okay, cool. All right, we'll do Even though we're going to be live, we're, we'll still talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna because like I mean we're in the street is that we're gonna be going live from here on out full time. That's it. I don't know yeah. who said that, but somebody said that from here on out it's gonna be live shows. So that means we are going to have to bring Why World of Metal to the live shows. Yeah, that's you know it is what it is. It's time we fucking step into 2023 right. and get paid for our work. We right. only bought all this shit. <laughs> yeah. You should see my setup just to do this. Fun. No. I, I actually, I actually do other recording in my room. It's okay. Um, but yeah, dude, this this fucking album, Silence of the Centuries by Depravity. Go check out that 4K version. Where is that on YouTube? Probably. Yeah, it's Something on YouTube. Like that? That's where I found it. I'm gonna have to check that out tomorrow, or it's on iTunes. It's probably on uh, Spotify yeah, also. Yeah. I I would guess. I don't know about the other. I don't see the EPs on. It's the only one I found. iTunes or Hey, that's it. Hey, if that's the only thing you do, so be it. Listen to it, right? Because that's a fucking gr- that's a great fucking mark to leave on the uh, the genre. So Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up. Unless there's something else that you would like to talk about, I think we have rambled quite quite enough today. We gave we gave him a, a, a handful in the beginning. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, what movie are we doing next week on Twitch? Uh, Blood Harvest, I believe, is what uh, we decided on. The classic. Oh, crown that's where. Okay. Yes. Tiny Tim, we're gonna do some Blood Harvest. The um, yeah, I'm. I'm actually uh, 50-50 on this movie. The last time we watched it, well, I watched it. It's pretty 50-50, but we'll see. We'll see, man. Maybe, uh, maybe Ooh. finally, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll not like something. Will we trash something together. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but uh, that's going to be twitch.tv slash bad taste video at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, maybe one of these upcoming weekends. Not this weekend because I have something to do. But maybe the one after. The one after that, we'll do a live viewing of a movie. We'll have to figure this out. Let's let's we'll put it on the calendar, and then it's officially going to have to happen because it's a date set. Okay, so. okay, we'll talk about it after we uh, we're done recording. Um, but Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler, and you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Bad Taste Video, where we're going to be going completely live. So uh, anything that you hear on Spotify, on iTunes or whatnot, wherever you're listening to this right now, you will be able to actually see us talk about this shit on Wednesday nights on Twitch. Um, So far, it looks like the 9 p.m. start time is working out. It looks like people like that. It's kind of a good in-between for everyone. Um, Maybe we'll do uh, that when we do a viewing, we'll do it later so we could get some West Coast people involved also. Right. Probably makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, stay tuned to that. Um, anything else, my man? Anything you you think we we missed? Uh, yeah. Make sure you come and fucking watch us next week, nine o'clock. Twitch.tv/slash/badtastevideo. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Tiny Tim in Tiny the house. Tim telling through the fucking tulips. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start talking about the fucking what the hell's that movie? Where, where like they use that song? Oh, it's the fucking Devil's Rejects, isn't it? No, 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 no. Um, not the, not the, the Conjuring. The Conjuring. Oh, the yeah, conjuring. they did use it in that movie. Oh, it's pretty sick. I like that you ever movie. Watch, you ever I see that? fuck with The Conjuring, dude. The spinoffs. I, I fuck with all those movies. Not so much. Like the Annabelle. Not the Nun. And the Nun. No, 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 no. They don't like but Annabelle. But the Conjuring no. series, bro. Well, it's, well fuck all it. Them we, are... we should just do a Conjuring episode one day. All of them. Just cover yeah. them all, you know? I've one seen all of them. I've seen up to the most recent. I've seen multiple The times. Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, that fucking shit was sick. All right. 
All right, hey, why not? All right, let us know right. what you think about The Conjuring. Let's see if you're a fucking yeah. stuck-up hipster. Do you have a fucking copy of 555? Because I do, Fuck and I like The Conjuring. I got a copy of The Abomination, and, and I like The Conjuring. Conjuring. <laughs> and I watched The Fucking Conjuring. I got fucking six copies of Darkness, and guess what? I watched The Fucking Conjuring. And guess what? I got 18 copies of Zombie. <laughs> Fuck you. I love Paranormal no, I Activity 1. I watch all the Purge movies. I don't give a fuck. Fast and the Furious favorite series of all time. Family, it, I don't give a fuck. We're family, motherfucker. Just enjoy it. Oh, Get the stick the out of your ass. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it, man. You name it, I watch it. I don't give a shit. Five stars. Anything? Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Star Wars? Every fucking thing. I love all of them. I don't give a shit. I love all of them. I love everything they do. Fuck it. Five People stars. probably think I'm like a fucking, I'm a Disney crony. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Five stars. Fucking what was that movie? What was that movie with the uh, Encanto or whatever? That movie was fucking sick. What the fuck sick, are you bro. talking about now, dude? Encanto? Dis- what the fuck Disney is movie? That? I don't know. Puss in Boots. <laughs> fucking good. I don't give a shit. All right. You lost we'll me. see you next week with uh, what movie were we? Watching? <laughs> Blood <laughs> Harvest. Harvest. Fucking Blood Harvest. Encanto. See you later. <laughs>